Hello and welcome to the Particular Baptist Podcast. My name is Daniel Vincent, here with my co-host Sean Cheatham and others from the Keach Conference today. We are at the 2021 Keach Conference where Dr. Jim Renahan was keynote speaker talking about uh, chapter 14 of the Second London Baptist Confession of Faith, uh, of Saving Faith. Um, it was very good. Um, I think personally um, the last session was the best especially when he talked about the importance of the doctrine of God and how that tied back to saving faith and that was very very helpful so this is kind of an impromptu uh, episode today so thoughts Matt what um, do you think? yeah um, kind of uh, I think it was the second message that he was going over I think one of uh, the best parts for me at least one of the parts that stuck out to me was when he was touching upon how we we get knowledge right found in the scriptures and we we acknowledge those truths and then we cast our soul upon these truths that are found in the word of god so um i think that one summarizes the truths we were talking about and two um it really you know distinguishes us from various other um religious systems and stuff that are more empty mystical things we have um, objective truths that we're putting our, our faith in, and, and it is the truth, you know, so it's and also just um, how beautiful it was kind of to get into the gospel, and how not only um, does God save us but he continues to, to hold us and, and to continue sanctifying us and then we'll ultimately be saved, so I don't know, I, it was just an overall good um, time, and I, I really appreciate um, Dr. Renan getting into kind of the background of the confession, how uh, the confession is systematic. It's uh, it's not just each isolated uh, chapter, but they. I mean, he was going back and forth from different yep. chapters and all that. So it was good. I liked it. Yeah. Travis, uh, I think biggest thing that I enjoyed about it was him talking about the structure of the confession mm-hmm. and how it's like. Why is it chapter fourteen? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he had a lot of good you know stuff about the content, but even that was nice to see how bouncing everywhere, chapter one, mm-hmm. chapter two, so on, eight, all, all over the place, seeing how it is one, you know, builds upon itself. It's not like he talked about just separate rooms in a hotel. He's mm-hmm. going to one, then going to the other, but yeah, really that office, it all works together. It, you know, had me thinking too about how there's even a relation of that same idea, you know, really not just in our confession, but in scripture, you have to have the totality of scripture. You can't just pick and choose certain things, you know, and there's a breakdown that in order that really is reminiscent of the way the Bible is broken down in many ways, you know, and how God has revealed himself to us in that order. That's just something I appreciated. Sure. Yeah, so Dr. Renahan did a very good job. He brought up uh, a lot of things that are very good for the Christian to know. One that sticks out to me is uh, him going through uh, Luke 17.5, or at least touching on it. Um, Lord, increase our faith. Um, And that's an important thing to remember. I know that I have prayed in the past, you know, Lord, increase my faith. But I think it is something I'm going to start doing more regularly. Because everything in the Christian life flows from our faith. And uh, the faith that God has given to us, obviously. Um, and if we want to, we want to grow. We want um, our faith to be increased, that we would trust in God more, and He through us would do more. Yeah, it's uh, not as much about the uh, the degree of our faith, but the substance of our faith, mm-hmm. which is why Christians can pray earnestly, "Lord, increase our faith." Mm-hmm. And that's not an acknowledgement that we don't have faith, but an acknowledgement that our faith is weak in our flesh. 
and needs God's continual upholding of his grace in our hearts to increase that faith and to grow in it. So it was very good. And uh, I also just really appreciate the historical backdrop that was put in there, the detailed rigor that each point of the confession was discussed. One of the questions I actually was writing down was like answered like halfway through it, because when he was talking about the use of the word ordinary in chapter one, like ordinarily, I was thinking like, well, does a confession mean like usually by that, or in more 17th century English, does that mean more like, oh, um, it's a it's a descriptive term of of the ministry of the word. In other words, the ministry of the word word is conducted in an ordinary way, and then he just went to that. So you can tell he's a real expert on these things. So definitely, if you get the chance to, to listen to it, I know it's online and available to yeah. listen to. I do like how I think um, Dr. Renahan is definitely more in line with certainly with what we see with the English particular Baptists and the language he uses is very much in line with that. He's trying to use the, the biblical language in light of how they would understand it, not trying to interpret it into the modern lens. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like here's the, here's the language that they use, here's how they would understand it. And I really like how he used that um, illustration of the fireside. Yes. It would have been printed and published yeah. to give an idea of what, yeah, that, that what they were thinking. That whole historical background was interesting. Yeah. He, he brought up the point that if you're sitting in 1677 and when uh, the uh, when the confession was first published, okay. that um, in the background you have the Westminster and the Savoy, and we think of those as sort of like detached from uh, the 1677, the Second London Baptist Confession of Faith, but really it was 30 and 20 years yeah, ago for them. Yeah. And he made the point that it would be if the uh, from our perspective sitting in 2021 that um, it would be as if they were published in 1991 or in the case of the Savoy 2002 it's really not that long ago mm-hmm. I was born in 1990 like and I certainly would if it was in 20 uh, 2002 um, like certainly that would have been something I was familiar with so they had a, a more real like it was in their world where we sort of think of it as detached and that would have played an important role in how the particular Baptists were trying to identify with mm-hmm. the reformers at the time. They mm-hmm. were, hey, we're, and it was in response, at least that's what Sam and, and Jim think, in response to Thomas Collier, who is yeah. who um, uh, uh, Jim mentioned as the heretic. Yeah. Yep. You know, he, he had published some treatise on the Trinity that was heretical and other stuff. And they responded to that. And so it would have been like, oh, these people are just trying to, they basically believe what these guys believe. There's really no difference. And you had a blog post on that, I think. And you yeah. Yeah. yeah, Thomas Keller, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were in the old paths. Yep, in the old paths, right? Not trying to invent anything new. They just were taking, reform them to its logical conclusions. Yep. 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 The only true religious reformers, right? Yes, right. the only true religious reformers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Renahan's, you know, the first confession and his work on that yes. and how it compares to the second especially yeah. with the second being in light of the historic understanding yeah. of things I've read through the first London I actually read through it before I read the second London um, but I don't remember it very well I would be very interested in yeah. having an exposition which he is working on uh, going through it and uh, seeing in depth what's in there and what they were thinking well not only that because that comes out or you know, before even yeah. the Westminster. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and yeah. was saying it's the same concepts that mm-hmm. are adhered to and yeah. truths that are adhered to. So it's not like just because it was a format used at the Westminster, we didn't all of a sudden, oh, that's new truth. Let's take it. There was a reason behind it. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, it's what the particular Baptist has already done, always done, because even the 1644, that's modeled after the uh, Independence Confession, the, the Truth Confession of 1596, I believe it is. It's late 1500s. Yeah, uh, so that's basically taken from that. But yeah, I'm very lo much looking forward to that as well, because the 1644 has a very uh, almost devotional quality to it when you read mm -hmm. it. it. It exalts the Lord Christ over and over again. And so it's definitely worth a read. Obviously, it's not as thorough in its systematic theology as the 1689, but it's definitely well worth uh, to read, and I very much appreciate his effort to make it part of the three forms of unity for particular Baptists. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, and I think that's going to be a very invaluable resource because we don't have a lot of items or writing on that confession, mm -hmm. and it, I think it will help to inform. Um, the history that we know of our current confession. Another thing that he brought up that I thought was very helpful was that we don't believe in a blind faith. Yes. Um, that was very important. Um, it's not like we have faith in, as a dichotomy with reason. We believe in a reasonable faith. We have faith in something that we ascertain. Obviously, we're enlightened by the Spirit. Um, to believe it, but it's we're not believing in myths and emptiness. It's not like we're just grasping in the dark and hoping we get there. It's yeah, we yeah. preach. I love how he said that the pastors we preach with certainty, yes. right? We we know that God will do these things, and that goes back to what are you saying? The knowledge, yep. the yes. acknowledgement, mm -hmm. the appropriation. Yeah, on that three parts. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's just just as Scripture says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. The faith is actually an evidence of eternal truths that we see with our mind, that the Spirit illuminates in our hearts, and we grasp onto it. It's not just a. Um, uh, Pascal's wager probability <laughs> without any ground to the leap besides yeah. like well what's better than believing in nothing kind of thing right. we're likely to get a good result no it's something that God actually reveals to our heart it's a supernatural faith mm. breathed into us by the spirit I was going to say um, going back to the knowledge I think, was it knowledge knowledge assent, assent or acknowledgement and then trust or yeah. appropriation yeah um, that's interesting because obviously I have heard of that language before it's in the confession but he brought out the aspect that um, that was really in contrast to Rome which taught that you could have a trust basically in the church not that you knew everything the church taught in depth but you trusted in the church and the church believed on your behalf the doctrines, and that was basically good enough for salvation, which obviously we would agree, uh, disagree with. Um, you need to appropriate that truth to yourself. It's not mm -hmm. good enough to say, oh, well, what the church teaches is true, even if I don't know what that is. I know that they're teaching the truth. That's not good enough. You need to believe it yourself. Lots of good stuff today. Um, I think this is one of the best, and I've been going to the Kinch Conference a long time, pretty almost since its inception. Um, and this is one of the best ones, I think. Um, Dr. Renahan is a tremendous blessing to the church and a rare uh, one of those kind of like an R.C. Sproul, you know, for Baptists, I guess. <laughs> R.C. Sproul, you know, one of those rare theologians that really can grasp the history and the theology behind it, and then leave things behind for us. Like he's saying, you know, he's, he's getting older and he wants to put yeah. these things down. Um, as to who else is going to do it? You know, who else is going to do it? We don't have men like, um, really like Dr. Renahan uh, anymore, so it's looking forward to those, uh, those books he's going to put out. Or any, any closing remarks, brothers, before we... This is a shorter episode today. It's impromptu and just like last year, shorter. And 
and just kind of off the cuff. But anything else? Any closing remarks? I'd just give a recommendation. Find it online if you haven't watched it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look up the Keys. It'll probably be on Sermon Audio. Mm-hmm. That's where it's a sort of huge blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I would recommend. Obviously, you know, it will be. In, I think they were saying it would actually be at our church next year. So it sounded like yeah. That. Yep. So 2022 Covenant Reformed Baptist Church, Warrenton, Virginia. But uh, I would encourage anybody who's in the area or able to make the uh, trip to come. It's, it's a very good experience. Um, next year we'll be on chapter uh, 15 of the Confession, which is Repentance Unto Life. Yep. Um, so we look forward to seeing you there. Anything else? All right. Well, All thanks right. for joining us today at the Keach Conference, and we'll see you guys later.